Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Okay. Hey, y'all. I'm sure you're used to hearing a different voice to start the podcast, but I thought it was time to introduce you guys to the person behind all of these podcasts and the website, the whole idea of this thing. So welcome, Emily. Thank you. Hello. Hello. I'm so so excited to turn this around on you now. (laughs) Yes, I I appreciate it. And yes, um, thank you. It's it's a little weird, but yes, I'm ready for it. (laughs) Yes, you've been asking all the questions. Now you'll be giving all the answers. Yes. So, So, of course. um, Well, let's get into a little bit about you so they know. Okay. Um, Well, I know that you live in California now. So I know that you like to enjoy a lot of different hobbies than you had before. So tell us about that. Yes, I live in San Diego, California right now. And um, I just went paddleboarding for the first time. So that was fun. Um, I do like to go hiking. I did hike a little bit more when I lived in Oregon. Um, I I like spending time outdoors, going for walks. Um, Being in nature makes me happy. I think that's definitely... Sounds beautiful, and I've seen your pictures, and it's very pretty. Thank you. How do you feel like sports brought you to that hobby? Um, I feel like just staying active and appreciating out the outdoors, because um, softball is an outdoor sport, and appreciating good weather has brought me to really enjoying just enjoying outside. And um, I grew up in Northern California, so I grew up going on camping trips, going boating a lot. So that had a lot to do with it too. Absolutely. I can definitely see where that would get you there. So Mm -hmm. speaking of softball, if you guys don't already know, Emily was a all American for the university of Tulsa. She was a pitcher, um, did a lot of really great things. And I played outfield behind her, which is a pretty easy job when you have like a one point something ERA. Um, (laughs) So tell us just a little bit about your experience in college playing sports and playing softball in general. Um, yeah, so I started uh, playing at the University of Tulsa in the 2015 season. Um, I started some games. Fun fact, my first start was against the University of Oregon, and um, they almost destroyed me with a line drive down the middle. Um, and I uh, played a little bit, same thing, sophomore year, I started some games, and then junior year, I started to start a lot more often. Um, Junior year is whenever um, we had a really, really good season, made it to the championship finals of the regionals, and the NCAA regionals at Oklahoma, Um, and then same thing, um, senior year, we made it to that same spot, the champions at regionals. So awesome. And that was amazing to get to play behind you and with that team in general. It was so awesome. Uh, What we accomplished was really fun, not just because of playing sports, but because of the people we were with. 
Yeah, yeah, and thank you. And I I didn't hit, so I wouldn't have been able to do this without you and all my teammates that were able to hit uh, because I literally just was a pitcher only. So um, having someone like you come in and get some clutch hits or uh, RBIs was really awesome to have that backup behind me. Heck yeah. Full team effort, you know? Yes. Amazing. So you mentioned you grew up in Northern California. Uh, How did that affect you when you started playing competitive softball or competitive sports? Um, So I started playing competitive when I I was about nine or 10 and 10 and under. Um, And it wasn't really too competitive compared to Oklahoma competitive softball. Um, and I, I don't know if it's just that age jump cause I moved to Oklahoma when I was 13. Um, and just moving to Oklahoma made me much more of a competitive person. I learned a lot more. Um, and I lived about 15 minutes away from the uh, World Series Stadium, the um, Hall of Fame. So that had a really big impact on my game, and I got really good coaching, and it really upped my love for the game of softball and um, my chances to get recruited was increased also because of connections and just being able to improve my game in Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, that's kind of surprising because you always, if you guys don't know, softball is huge in California. So it's kind of surprising to hear you say that it's more competitive in Oklahoma. But I guess it makes sense being so close to the Hall of Fame Stadium. Well, I I grew up in Northern California in a smaller city that's not quite surrounded by other cities. The closest thing was probably Sacramento about an hour south and then Redding was another hour north so it's not like I was in the middle of a big metro um so softball wasn't huge it wasn't not competitive I would say softball is a lot more competitive and densely worked in the LA areas and and San Diego and like the southern areas um, and being like far north, it's just different up there. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, like, I guess that makes sense looking at the United States as a whole more than northern versus southern seems to be seems to be a trend. Yes. Yeah. So going back to college, what degree did you do? And do you feel like had you not played softball, would you have done a different one? Yeah, so I graduated with my degree in business management. Um, I'm really grateful for that degree because it has gotten me to where I am now. And I feel like it's really good knowledge to have. Although, um, if I did not play sports, um, I would have probably done mechanical engineering. Um, I did do that for a year and a half. And since I went in undeclared my first semester of school... I was already behind on my program. So certain classes are only offered in certain semesters. So, so I, what I couldn't take certain classes until other classes were done, or I had to convince them to let me to take two classes at once. And it just ended up being way too unorganized. And I was confused in some of my classes. um, And 
I had to switch because it was too much with doing softball and declaring my major too late. So I ended up switching to business management um, because I felt like that was probably my next best thing to go with my personality and my goals. And it worked out in the long run anyway, because I do like working with people and I do like working business. And um, I feel like it, it works with what I'm trying to do. Kind of like a blessing in disguise. I couldn't imagine doing mechanical engineering in school. That sounds like it's very tough. Yeah. And I realized that I'm a little bit more um, like of an extroverted person than the most of the people that are in mechanical engineering. So I don't yeah. know if I would be able to to do that kind of job, like not being able to talk to people and um, like be out in the field. Yeah. Or, Makes like, sense. Yeah, so it's, it's a completely different type of job. Um, with the way that my brain works, I might have chose that, but um, I, I'm i glad that I ended up with business management because softball, the the schedule works with it, and the the it, it was it was not an easy degree, <laughs> but it was but it was uh, definitely easier than mechanical engineering while playing softball. I can only imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly so envious because. I'm so not good at math that all I wanted in my life as like a high schooler was just to be able to do my math homework in less than an hour. Oh. And you're like, yeah, I want to be a mechanical engineer while I play softball. <laughs> yeah, I almost yeah. minored in math. I only had like one or two more classes to minor in math. And then I was like, I don't know what the point is because I, uh, all you can do with at least all I think I can do with that is to teach math. So I was like, whatever. All I can do is just brag that I took all these math classes. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that's a that's a subtle brag for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I picked a major. Well, I, I really enjoyed my major, but I also felt that a plus side of it was that I only had to take like six hours of math. So I was like, happy day. Only two math classes. Yeah, I I actually really enjoyed my math classes, but then when I had when I had to apply the math to science, that's when it got a bit quite a bit confusing. It gets tricky. It gets tricky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree when they start putting letters in math, I just <laughs> not my thing, but oh no. <laughs> just, just remove all the numbers and stick with letters and I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you talked a little bit about your personality from that question. How do you feel like your personality has been shaped through competitive softball. It has helped me a lot with learning how to work in a team and being able to communicate to people. Communication is key always, no matter where you're working, what you're doing. Communication is huge. Um, I'm always learning as I go and being a part of the college softball team helped me learn how to talk to people and make more friends and learn how to build those connections with people and you end up getting really, really great friends in the long run. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Which is why we're sitting here together right now. So yes, exactly. For sure. If anyone doesn't know this by now, Haley is my public relations manager. Um, She is in charge of all the social media. Um, so everything that you see on there is all her hard work too. So I really appreciate the connection that I made with her through college. And cause now we're working on this together. Heck yeah. Team effort. Yes. Effort. yes. 
so much easier, so much more fun when you have somebody with you. You know, doing it alone is difficult. And why should you when you can do it together? Yeah, I, I gotta say, I was not planning on doing all this stuff on my own. And I'm just really grateful that you have been here to help me with it. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Anytime. <laughs> you know where to find me. <laughs> Speaking of you being a pitcher all the time, all the time, let me tell you, she threw so many innings. Um, I'm sure that you face some sort of injuries or setbacks in your career, just a little bit of struggles uh, maintaining that. How do you, how do you face that or what did you face and how did you overcome that? Yeah, so I never officially had any huge um, injury, and I'm super grateful for that. I really think that drinking lots of water and training correctly and warming up correctly is great. Um, But I did have a couple of minor things that kind of made a huge difference, kind of. (laughs) Um, So scoliosis, I have that in my lower back. I, I feel like that's a mixture of being in a car accident and just constantly landing really hard on my landing leg and pitching. Okay. And, um, but that's, that's lower back pain is, is fine until I have tendonitis in both of my elbows, not just one. And my, it affects my wrists also. Um, so my freshman year, I didn't know what to do with that pain. And so I just kept on going to the training room and kept working on it and working on it and working on it. And it just kept getting worse. And eventually I kind of stopped throwing overhand because of it. And eventually my overhand throw became pretty terrible, um, because of like, it's like a a trickle down effect from that. So that's basically my one thing from softball. That was like a, like an, not like an injury, but something that physically affected me. Yeah. And I feel like people kind of don't acknowledge how painful tendonitis can really be. I mean, that affects, I mean, when it's in your wrists, I mean, that affects like every day, motions and it's it's painful I totally feel you there yeah I eventually just realized that I need to stop working on it so much like I was getting it grassed and massaged and doing exercises all the time and turns out that my wrist didn't like that it all it wanted was to be iced and ibuprofen and apparently that worked so it's like I've done my job stop beating me up yeah yeah exactly (laughs) yes because when you're a pitcher I mean your wrist your forearm your elbow I mean it's going through a lot um especially when you're throwing as many innings as you you did for a fact junior year um so I can only yeah my my arms still still hurt like I don't know if this is something that I should be concerned about, but my, but my elbows pop like all the time. So, you know, that's the one thing I do say that I I pop a lot and I think that's probably not good, but you know, it's fine. Maybe I'll just ice it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have the trainer anymore to just be like, Hey, so is this normal? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Uh, so before we move on to after college life, 
What are your favorite moments of softball or while you were competing? Okay, I have a lot of favorite moments, but this moment is like the best. Um, we were playing against Cal and um, I don't even remember what year this was. I just remember um, I threw a drop ball to a really quick, was it a slapper? I think she was a slapper. Yeah, a, a really quick hitter and she hit like a a bouncer that like, basically a slap like and um I chopped too yeah and I fielded it and tossed it to my third baseman and she threw the runner out and I just felt like that was just such a (laughs) hilarious and amazing moment at the same time because we've always joked about doing that like if it ever if I'm ever like momentum is going that way toss it to the third baseman and she'll just throw it um and then we've never practiced it we've only joked about it like once or twice before and yeah it just happened and it was amazing I I remember that play I believe it was your junior year I mean that was so awesome I mean just the like she said we I never saw them practice it and just out of the random blue one game it's like it just perfectly aligned and just fell into place it was so (laughs) cool and I remember sending this video to to someone in in the softball world and she she posted it on her page and she was like this has been practiced like at practice hundreds of times and I was just (laughs) dying laughing because I was like this just happened like (laughs) yeah I mean yeah, we never practiced it. Um, and, and that's just like knowing your game. Like, I'm all about pitchers knowing your game. Like, you can't just pitch the ball and do nothing. Like, you've got to, got to know what's happening. And I just, I, yeah, I just thought split second. I said, Hey, Maggie, here you go. And she was like, Oh, okay, cool. And she threw it. So shout out Maggie Withy for being athletic, athleticism in the moment. Mm-hmm. Maggie Withy, hands down, best third baseman, most underrated third baseman, I think. She was the best. I've ever seen. I mean, she so underappreciated. She's so good. She was the best. And then also Shelby was really great also. Heck yeah, too. Just Yeah, they, they were all super aggressive. Um, and I just, as a pitcher where I can't really move my feet that quick, I really appreciated that. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> we were blessed with a, with a solid solid third baseman like I think almost every year we were there I mean that was was super nice because people couldn't hit off of you so they tried bunting or something that never worked so (laughs) (laughs) it was amazing it was amazing having great corners yes it's a it's a it's a big blessing that you don't know that you miss so much until you don't have it thankfully that never happened in college (laughs) so I know I know I that's just like thinking about like I feel so lucky with having great teammates and great coaches and great strength coach. Uh, Yeah. I I had two strength coaches and they were both great. And I just, yeah, feel really lucky with my experience at Tulsa. Absolutely. I would agree. I sponsor that. Um, Okay. Well, how did you, how did you kind of leave the sport with a softball um, I know that you were drafted to play professionally. How was that experience? And 
how do you feel like that related to your college softball experience? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, I played in the NPF uh, right after my senior year, so in 2018 that summer. Um, and it was rough going right from pitching almost every game um, in at Tulsa to like just straight into playing pro. So it was a really long like year for me, um, and I just ended up like pretty much just not really enjoying the pain in my elbows. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I thought about playing again and I just, the tendonitis, it, it just hurts really bad. I just, yeah. And Oregon, a great program. Uh, you were a grad assistant there, correct? Yes. But I guess legally it's grad manager, but yeah. Oh, grad yeah. manager. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's seems like an awesome experience. How do you feel like that helped you with coming to terms outside of being an athlete? Yeah, so that's another reason why I didn't go back and play anymore was because I felt like having to go get a job that will let me only work there for like nine months out of the year. Um, it didn't feel right to me. I wanted to jump into getting a career. So um, it was a, it was kind of a gradual transition from uh, playing competitively to getting into my career. So I had that year from 2018, the summer until going to school at Oregon in the fall of 2019. So I had about a year to work and save up money and um that was different because i knew that i was going into softball again so it was mainly like training again and then um going into oregon i got my master's degree in nonprofit management and um while also still doing softball and so it was um like i was still involved with softball and i was trying to figure out what to do after sports and honestly covid changed so much um so I wasn't really, a lot, like, there wasn't anything that I could do in sports that summer um, between my two years. So that's kind of when I looked into um, maybe finding something else to do. So I started interviewing athletes who no longer were a part of the sport directly. Um, and I, I interviewed some people who work in in their regular in like a, a field like a regular job and um that's when I started to like think about okay I just need to get job experience in something so yeah um so I started volunteering um some places and I worked on some projects in school and I built some connections and when I graduated, um, I wanted to choose somewhere to live that has opportunities um, and somewhere that I could find a job. And so, yeah, I found um, San Diego and um, I also just I've heard a lot of great things about San Diego. And so far, I, I really love it. And um, yeah, so I've been building my resume with doing a regular like administrative job and um that's kind of the experience that I 
wasn't able to get yeah. as an athlete before because I was always training. Right. And we talked briefly about that in a podcast um, about that research article. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, I would definitely suggest checking that one out because we talked a little more in depth about it. Yes, we uh, went way in depth. Way in depth. So definitely Let us know what you think. Yes. Drop a comment or whatever. Share it. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah. So that kind of brings us full circle into once an athlete and what kind of drove you to this point. So tell us a little bit about your goal and kind of that driving force behind creating once an athlete. Yeah. So I, me and my parents were talking about how I want to be involved with the sport and just like trying to find a way to provide support for athletes who are transitioning out of their sport or are still in their sport and they're not sure what they're going to do after or they've been done with their sport for a while for a while and they still don't know what to do or they maybe they found what they want to do and it's but it took them a long time or just really any any athlete I just wanted to come up with some sort of resource for athletes and parents of athletes to um, kind of make that transition easier or provide relatable content um, so that uh, that's what we're doing right now is starting out with the providing relatable content because that's kind of what our budget is and also I just wanted to start with that because I just want for people to realize like you're not alone like a lot of people feel the same way about whenever you graduate college, you're like, so what do I do now? Like, yeah, I just spent so much time doing the sport and now I didn't realize I had all this free time. What do I do? Yeah. Um, like, who am I? What, what is this um, new free time? What am I supposed to do with it? What am I supposed to do with my degree, but no uh, experience behind it? So um, yeah, I just wanted to provide resources and relatable content for for people. Um, and I, I basically came up with it because I saw a lot of social media posts just sporadically, um, about kind of that topic. Um, and a lot of them kept saying like, it's not talked about. Well, okay, let's Let's talk about it. We're going to talk about it on once an athlete. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely our goal. Um, especially with all these podcasts and articles is just trying to show athletes that it's totally normal to feel the way that you do, even if it's totally different. And that's why we have so many different perspectives on this website. And I, I really liked it. That's why when she interviewed me, I was like, dude, you need to, you need to get this out there. You need to put this on social media. And well, that's how I got here. (laughs) So I'm really hoping that you guys love this idea as much as we did kind yeah. of do it and hopefully this can help our current athletes as well as the ones that have just finished or even finished a while back to kind of feel a little more normal about how they felt or how they're feeling with with their sport yeah and thank you like i i couldn't have done this without the support of my first few interviews and my parents and all my close inner circle friends, because 
it's a super, super vulnerable thing for this to be a thing. And I'm realizing like, I'm really glad I'm doing it. And it, it was honestly, I'm, I was nervous to release it, but I'm glad I did it because I've been getting a lot of messages saying like, Oh, I felt the same way, you know? And, um, I, like I did an interview with Ian and he's, uh, he's been done with a sport for a long time and he's 40 years old. And he was just saying like, he is really glad that I'm doing this and he wishes he had this kind of resource whenever he was going through his transition out of sports. So, um, I'm just really happy to hear the positive feedback and I'm really looking forward to the places that this can go. Absolutely. Absolutely, because we get taken care of so much when we are playing a sport. It's about time that we get taken care of when we aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, is there anything else that you want to add regarding Once an Athlete? Yes. I really think you should check out the Our Vision page because it really explains a lot better than what I just said about what this whole thing is about and how I got here. Um, because I do have really big goals. Um, me and Haley have been working really hard on this every single day. Um, and we really want to see these dreams come to life. So, um, go ahead and check out the, the, our vision page, our vision page and, um, check out what our goals are and check out the last interviews that we've had and read their stories. Yes. There's a lot of really cool people on there. Yeah. Uh, Ones you may have heard of, some that you may not have, but they're all they're all equal in the sense that they have a great perspective. Um, yes, and we have some exciting people coming up too. Absolutely. And one step further, if you really love it, support us, share it. I can't stress enough how important it is for, for the business here to have the shares, have the likes, have that reach that we need so we can reach those athletes so they can feel welcomed and supported through whatever they're going through yes exactly please share like and share okay thank you so much for interviewing me Haley. absolutely thank you for listening to this podcast if you enjoyed listening please be sure to follow us on instagram tiktok and spotify at once an athlete Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.